Normal Convos Pod. <laughs> Yo. Hey, everybody. Yo. Hey, everybody. Yo. How y'all doing? We back. We back, Nickel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We back. Welcome to episode seven of the Normal Convos podcast. Uh, I am your host, Brandon. I'm joined here by a couple of guys um, that I actually kind of fuck with now. These these these, these oh. guys. Oh, <laughs> I fuck with the guys now, man. Hold oh. on, hold on, hold on. I got I got y'all. I got y'all. I got y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. Welcome back to episode seven. I got I got Bobby here with me. Yo, what's good? I got Ever here with what me. What it do? AKA the chauvinist no, type shit. <laughs> hey. Nah, I ain't gonna do you like that. That's my and guy. I got one of my homies. Day, I, you can't say day one because I ain't known him that long. But day two, close enough. Day, yeah, day three. Yeah. Anybody that know the Brandon that I am now, first week. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> first week. <laughs> Week one. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is my week one, homie. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give a, a round of applause and a welcome to Mufaro to the podcast today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing, my friends? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mufaro. I come from the tribe in Zimbabwe. Yeah, talk your shit. I'm here with my cows and my geese and my goats. <laughs> talk your nah, shit. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. What's up? What's up? Thanks Talk for coming through, shit. bro. Thanks for coming, man. Talk your shit. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. It was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to episode seven, man. Yeah, we ain't get canceled yet? No, we ain't get canceled yet, man. Not I yet. think we good. We good. Man. We ain't saying nothing too crazy, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you sure? Yeah. We sure? We've tiptoed. Who is we, nigga? Yeah, motherfucker. Who's we? We. Look at us, Mister. I ain't opening your car door. <laughs> not a we thing, nigga. Mister, I ain't gonna pick you up off the floor if your ugly ass fall. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, a you thing, nigga. Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> Type shit. Hey, well, since we starting with you already, nigga, how was your week, man? Oh, man, my week was great. Shit flew by pretty quick. Like I said, I looked up. Damn, it's, it's Monday again. Yeah. It's like it comes around every week, right? I know, right? <laughs> like, damn. I don't even know how to predict it, man. It did. You know, it's kind of gloomy outside. Just been raining crazy. It's, yeah. You know, when it rained like this, it puts you in that mood of like, man, I need to lay down. Yeah. I'm tired for real. I ain't going to purp. I'm tired. I'm, I'm legit, like, sleepy. Hey, I think that's all of us. I can say me, but uh, yeah. you know, my week was cool. It's Went either nap time quick. or call off time. Nap man. time, call off, uh, bullshit, miss. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All of the above, but uh, my week was cool. Flew back kind of quick. Still got some good stuff done that I'm. Uh, yeah. proud you get any of. new clients this week? No, no, no. Uh, I, you know what? Let me slow down. I talked to a. Uh, I made contact with someone who's interested. Uh, up in Chicago. Okay. Um, who uh, wants to come down? Look! Look at you expanding and all that. Why? Why we here, man? Shout your business out, man. Look, listen, look. listen, guys. <laughs> I, I keep telling yo, 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 I'm hold on, hold on, hold on. For you so hard, man. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> for one, I'm gonna throw you this one. Another one. <laughs> I've been telling this nigga over and over and over 
to just record a commercial that we could just play on the pod so he ain't got to go through this commercial every single time. Matter of fact, we should probably put it like sponsored in part by SB. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm, I'm trying, Be- man. Because, hey, I mean, this nigga won't real record. shit. This nigga you know what I mean? Record. I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to get to it. My bad. My bad. My bad. Get to your shit. Get to your shit, player. Get to your shit. Shout out to Benny Shout, man. Listen, listen, guys. I know some of y'all out there struggling with the hairline. I know it. Oh, it. Male pattern back. This nigga said, I know it, owe it. Male pattern baldness. Yo shit, too. Hey, <laughs> sometimes it be like that. It's not your fault. Some guys have a big problem with it. Confidence. Listen, come to me. Let me hook you up. You know what I'm saying? We go. Let me give you a whole new line. You ain't got to go with that cul-de-sac. Let me bring you back. <laughs> right. You know, you, 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 you ain't got to walk around with your moonroof and your sunroof open. <laughs> In the wintertime. <laughs> God damn. Listen. Oh, my Come God. see me. Scalp Solutions, Inc. And that's it. With the K. Ink with the K. Ink with a K. Go Scalp look. Solutions. Go Ink. go look on Instagram. Scout Solutions underscore Ink, and go look on the um. Go look on the page and go see the um like the before and after pictures of what he be doing, man. Oh I'm yeah, we, y'all we might dope. Be, we might clown him, but he actually do good work. Like, like he really does. Like really, we just be clowning because we be clowning. Oh yeah, yeah I we, know. We, ain't, we ain't just saying this just cause just cause it's our guy. Like you can see this. Like nah, I put time and I, I do it like it was me. You know what I'm saying? And that's like I always up. say, let me help you go from where my hug at to, I'll call you when I get time. <laughs> Type shit. <laughs> Type shit. That should Damn. be your tagline. Let me, yeah, let, me open your car, let me open your car door, queen, to, hey, you got to get on the bus. You got to, <laughs> Damn. I'll meet you at the restaurant. <laughs> we going to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> the bus. At least Uber. Right. He ain't doing that. He, that means he got to pay for it. Mm. Why he got to pay for it? She can pay for it all Uber. <laughs> And I'm the massager this year. <laughs> I'm married. Oh, God. What that mean? Nigga, I ain't got to worry about Ubers. I ain't got to worry about Ubers. Fuck all that. Fuck all that, man. I'm married, man. I ain't got to worry about Uber. This nigga. Oh, shit. Where was we at? Oh, um, was it week? How was your week, man? How was your week, Bobby? Yeah, uh, my week, um, my week was okay, but it was kind of not like, um, like uh, I, I just got over a cold a, a couple days ago. I mean, it, it was a little two day cold or whatever. I thought I had COVID. I was salt buckets, but you know, what I mean, no. Nah, <laughs> but nah, it was just a little cold. You know, what I mean, I'm good now. It came and went, but um. Have some personal business to uh, attend to this week, making some uh, making some moves or whatever. So, and all in all, is good. And every day above ground is a good day. So my week went good. I'm here now. So that's a fact. Yeah, and, I mean that's how my week went. How, yeah. how about y'all? How about y'all? Yeah, Mufaro. How your week go, brother? I had a little decent week, man. I'm always working. I don't even know like the days of the week. Just because of how my schedules be like, yeah, everything just blend together. Just blend together, boy. Every time I talk to you, you be like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I got. I got this to do. I'm, this boy. nigga got a full slate today. Yeah, today crazy too, but you know what I mean. That just mean business good. Me, business is good. Facts. I'm working, but yeah, busy I mean, is always best. Yeah, sure. But I know I did have some fun this weekend. This nigga booked and busy. Had a little <laughs> party. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> 
mm, some little sorties, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. We had some dancers come through to this little party, but we're gonna keep that quiet. Cause yeah, 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 we gonna keep I'm that still, a little low. Yeah, I'm still looking for a wifey. So hey. Um, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Give him the oh. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's cool. That's a show. Mufaro looking for love. That's a, hey. Fuck that. We can't make that a show. Let's do it. Let's do it. But for the love of Mufaro. <laughs> That's crazy. That's IP. Hey, I'm telling you, man. We can get rich, man. I'm trying to get rich, man. Fuck this shit. How was your week, Brandon? It was dope, man. I, um. It's been a lot of the same old shit. Soccer games, soccer practices. Um, soccer father. Soccer father. Soccer father. <laughs> soccer father. That's, hey, that's, that's, going going back. that's going on your visor. <laughs> Man. That's a, that's I'm not getting no damn visor. That's going on the visor, <laughs> sir. <laughs> That'd be a bomb visor, though. Hey. I know. Soccer father <laughs> on the visor. That's lit. <laughs> With the locks hanging out, though. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I pull up to the soccer game, and they're like, who is this nigga? <laughs> Facts. Is he with us or not? Yes. <laughs> soccer father. But nah, man, I, um, a lot of really, like, no bullshit, a lot of my past week has been people trying to come be guests on here. Either asking me directly or hinting at it or, damn, bro, you know, give me a call on the pod or do this or do that. Like, so... I've been kind of keeping up with that, man. That's maybe um, doing something right then, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I like that people not only listen, but people want to be a part of it. Yeah. So, in my eyes, that make me feel like we, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're getting close to... Making an impact. Yeah. Yeah. And getting to where we want to be. Um, And then other than that, um, I want to give a shout out to my sister-in-law, Dominique. She set up um, family therapy for us this past weekend. Dope. So, um, that's big. That's big. Yeah, man. It, it it was it was different because you know with your family, everybody get around and sit and talk and yeah, but nobody really hashes out problems. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're not really built to hash out problems. We just kind of. Oh, well, just that's over with. It. Yeah, just, just kind of move on with your life. Yeah, kind of sweep stuff under the rug. Yeah. Stuff didn't happen. And, you know, she she set up a space for us to actually, everybody to sit down and air out any grievances we had. It didn't even have to be current. It could have been from years ago. She was like, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to get off your chest. And, you know, she did her best at just being a mediator, even though she's married to my brother. She did her best at, I'm just a mediator. I'm just here to mediate. I'm not here to take nobody's side. I'm not here to take my husband's side. I'm a mediator. So, um, yeah, Dominique, you know, I appreciate you, babe. Like, that that shit was dope. I really like that shit. And uh, I hope we can, I, I hope we can build on, you know, what we talked about. I ain't going to go into details. You know, that's privy information. So, but yeah, it was dope, man. I, I really, I really like that shit. Shout out to her, man. For sure. Uh, yeah. For, for, for sure. creating that space, creating that environment during Mental Health Month. Yeah. No less. Yeah. Happy Mental Health Month to anybody going through anything. Facts. And I'm a very firm believer that everybody has some form of mental health problem. Yeah. <laughs> they might not know it's a mental health problem. They might yeah. not understand that it's a mental health problem. But everybody has something that they're going through that could be qualified as a mental health problem. And we're not equipped in our era to deal with it. 
And that might not be, you know, make sure you go to therapy, which I think you should. But it, it might not be as easy as just go to therapy. It could be talk to anybody. Yeah. I encourage anybody, anybody in your life that you've noticed will sit and listen to you. If you've got somebody that you call and you vent to every day, use them as your therapist or just get it off your chest. Right. I mean, just use whatever you need to. I won't say use whatever you need to use, but uh, I guess a better word is utilize whatever resources you can to help yourself heal. You know, because it's a lot of stuff that that goes on and especially in the black community and all that. And then like you think like you think you like getting over stuff by just hiding stuff and not um, like not letting stuff out. But you'll notice like years later, it'll come out in other ways, even if it's Mm -hmm. like you don't blow up or whatever. Like you'll mess around and not be able to talk to people or something like that. Or like you become abusive and you don't know why. And it's because of the stuff that you held in. And you didn't go seek help for it. Well, if you if you don't let it out, it's go it's go come out some way or another. Yeah. So a lot of people don't even realize they got PTSD from their childhood. Facts. And you could have still had a good childhood, but don't even realize that what you had to deal with ain't what normal people had to deal with. Right. Quote unquote normal people. I don't think there's a such thing as normal people. I didn't know for yeah. I didn't know for a long time till I was till I was grown. Um, yeah, well, my uncle's pointed some stuff out to me. Yeah, you realize shit like and you don't really you don't really pay attention to it, and then you get older and you start realizing that some shit just ain't right, or something that you was told was wrong, or that's not how that was supposed to go. When you look back on shit, I'm like, damn, I'm kind of fucked up from my childhood, and it ain't. It don't even have to be directly tied with your parents or your siblings or nothing. It could just be something that you witnessed. Right. And it could fuck you up for the rest of your life. Man. And you not even know it until you go get a brain wrangler. Man. Like, I know that's a <laughs> that's a goofy-ass way to say it, but that's the way I look at it. I need a brain wrangler. Like, I don't know how to sort out these thoughts. And most of us aren't equipped to know that, so. We're never taught to. Right. We haven't. I think that's why I'm so goofy, cause you know what I mean. I try to hide it through humor, like cause I could really use a brain wrangler right now. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, man. We could all use some brain wrangling. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga talking about a different brain wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different brain wrangling that he talking about. I could use some brain wrangling right, right now. now. <laughs> that's a different type. Everybody could. One man don't want a brain wrangler. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> type of shit man um, more the combat style <laughs> get over here <laughs> so um I do want to uh, uh in in a in a moment of transparency um especially with my guys here we've already had you know we had my daughter as a guest uh, we had Dave as a guest what up Dave what up Reed um so, um, I was thinking about from here on doing something different with our guests where we give them, uh, we give them time to kind of explain what they do, who they are. Pretty much just introduce themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we did the informal introduction. So, um, we'll do the formal introduction now. So, um, welcome again. My homie Mufaro. Thank you for coming. 
definitely thank you for coming. He is helping sure. us with a lot of stuff. And um, those privy to these conversations know exactly what we're talking about. Um, He's going to help push us to the next level. Yeah, and I'm uh, excited to learn, man. I'm just glad that, like we always say, um, like we always say. We don't know shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm glad that I have this relationship with him because I can go to him and ask him questions and not feel like. Um, now I feel like I'm bothering him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the homie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know right. this nigga half my life. That counts though, man. That right. counts for a lot. You got to be able to <laughs> ask people questions without feeling like you're bothering them. Yeah, they, they make you feel like that. You gonna, you, you mean, won't, it won't ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna alienate, <laughs> yeah. alienate your people. So like, and that's the one thing I can say, man. Like, oh, before before we get to you, Mufaro. Um, so when we was in high school, right? It was like, what, five? Because it's four or five. It was six of us. So, our um, our guidance counselor <laughs> at that ended up calling us uh, the Posse of Seven. Hmm. Anybody that knows me and Mufaro from back in the day, it was Posse of Seven. So, PO7, shout out to the crew. Hey, yo, for sure. Um, I first want to give a shout out to my boy, Ryan. Um he moving out of town. He moving to Florida. And we all kind of fucked up about it. So, mm-hmm. I want to give a shout Damn. out to my boy, Ryan. I'm going to try to get him on here before he go to Florida. Because um, I would like to get his thoughts on some stuff. Um, and then give a happy birthday to my uh, youngest nephew, um, happy Rowan. Birthday. Rowan just turned two. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. They just had their birthday party, his birthday, his birthday party yesterday. So, um, yeah, I fuck with y'all, man. Rob, what up? Um, uh, I think Jeremy in jail. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I think Jeremy in jail. <laughs> That's not funny. Bro. He was a like an unofficial member. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Crazy thing is, we weren't even seven. We it wasn't even seven of us. <laughs> Y'all just went because the guidance counselor said it. Well, hey, we liked it. Hey, he was like, "Fuck it." Guidance counselor can't count. Who the fuck is y'all? He came, bro. <laughs> we can't. We I hope can't y'all take no advice for him. Right? Can't count this. Right? It was funny as hell, though, bro. That's a good point. Motherfucker can't count the ten. Yeah, we just started running with it after that. We were like, "Fuck it, with your life until six. Right. It, it, it looked like seven, just fucking. Yeah, that's how that was. But after that, we just started running with it, like, man, for a while. So, yeah, them the homies. But that's that's where you know me and his relationship kind of start is that that group of boys, that group of young men. We met it. We all met in high school. So, um, and then now we all grown, trying to make our own money. So, but yeah, we uh, um, we get a Florida Mufaro. Uh, introduce yourself. Oh, first of all, what a lot of people. So I got his shirt on right now. Um, I know y'all can't see it because we on uh, we ain't on YouTube right now. But they both in here matching. Yeah, but see, he got the Matos visuals on. Oh, you know okay. What I'm that's the that's the other business. Ah, okay. I got the first business. Nice. So um, I do a lot. Yeah, but um, no, I I had a couple people. Um, approach me and ask me what Mufaro stands for. Hmm. So I guess we'll start with that and then you can take it from there. Yeah, I mean, all right, so my name is Joy Mufaro Matose. So there's a little 
trinklets of my whole name and everything I do. Um, but Mufaro means joy. Like my okay. parents were uh, in Africa. I was born and, you know, they knew they wanted to come over here to the States. So they're like, let's give them the English name and then put his, the African name and put them together. So it means the same thing. So it's like joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy is how I okay, okay. explain it to people. I like that. So, you know, depending on where I'm at creatively in the creative field, I usually go by Mufaro. Yeah. But that's why I introduced you that way. Yeah. I ain't want to throw the joy in there because I, I know if you just use that for friends and shit. So, I mean, nowadays, like, because that's what my IG is, Joy Mufaro. Okay. Like, people call me everything, both Joy and Mufaro. So it really don't. You you come you get step into a, like a little area or a party or whatever, and somebody's gonna come to me and say what up, Joy. Somebody's gonna come to me and say what up, Bufar. You know what I mean? Somebody's gonna be like who what? Uh, <laughs> right. So, Do you have a preference on what you would let it be called? Man, it really don't. I try to do the full switch creatively to Mufaro, but then. Some people who know me close, they're like, no, nah, I'm going to call you Joy, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, right. like, I'm going to call you whatever you want me to call you. Yeah, so it don't matter. So <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I personally mean to don't care. You. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't care. So, like, but yeah, that's where that came from, for real. Okay. So I do everything. Like, clothing line kind of started off with that. Um, start off doing music with my, my cousins, you know what I mean? We did, like, African music. <laughs> I remember um, those. I remember those. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those some, tracks. Some, 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 some. You did some. Yeah. Some. Did you rap we, on we that? Um. Did you rap on a tenth grade CD? Which one? The oh, one that uh Mr. Thalen did. Nope. Okay. That's when I was kind of. I wanted to, but I ain't really dive all the way into music yet. Okay. Okay. But, but yeah, so we did music, and then we stopped, and then after high school, college, we did music again. And then we started um, paying somebody to do our music videos. It's kind of like where my where my my, my music vi- my photography or production company came from. We did videos and we we're paying a lot. You know what I mean? So somebody was paying like about a stack for a music video. Oh, okay. So it was cool between three people. You know what I mean? We were still broke, but then we just was like, look, let's buy a camera. Like, we can do it our own. So I started shooting our videos. And then, boom, from there, people started being like, yo, that's dope. Like, let me, you know what I mean, shoot my videos. So I started doing that. But I, I was in college, you know what I mean, UC, uh, studying, uh, you know, medical, medical field or whatever. But then I switched to journalism. I always wanted to tell stories. And then I was figuring out how can I tell stories without doing a magazine or you know what i mean something that's falling down so mm. i took the video part started doing commercials for people doing the music videos so I, now i got a whole production company but then in the Sheesh. middle of that and before that like i had a clothing line too you know what i mean because you know i wanted to have like represent my culture because in high school i didn't really represent my africanness a little bit you know what i mean but yeah. everybody knew. Yeah, everybody knew. Everybody knew. <laughs> everybody knew, but like, it was kind of hard, you know. It's it's a little different now. Black people, y'all embrace the African culture yeah. a lot more now. But like, oh, yeah, back then, it yeah, was a rap. It was a rap, like, you know. I remember a couple times we got into some shit for them fucking with you. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> I, I've been an African booty scratcher my whole life, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> growing up in high school, African booty scratcher, booty scratcher, whatever, but. 
But yeah, so then, so then coming out in college, like I finally started really fully embracing my African culture, you know, really dove in because we started going back like every year, boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, forget it. Like, what am I, you know, what am I sheltering? You know what I mean? Right. So I started clothing the line, kind of embracing um, the connection of, I, I really call myself an African-American because I'm African. Cause I was you, born there, came in when I was three, but then like. I'm American. That's Can I ask what part of Africa you was born in, or or is that too personal? If you don't no, mind, no, no. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, Africa okay. for sure. Yeah, I always rep rep Zimbabwe. That, that's a topic, and Africa. we gonna we actually gonna add that to the list today, man. Um, one of my one of my bucket list trips is I want to go to Ghana. I want to go to Ghana see what that's like, man. Come through, come through. I mean, that's like up northern, more northern. We're like southern. We're right above South Africa, so us in South Africa really marry a lot of the cultural things. I also want to um, figure out, like, do, like, an Ancestry.com or whatever and see, like, mm-hmm. what region I actually come from and then visit there as well. That'd be hard. Yeah. I know a couple yeah. people who done that. That would be dope. That yeah. would be dope. But I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So, uh, this is actually just really interesting to me. Yeah. So. I knew y'all was going to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew if I'm nobody over here, else, I'm over y'all here glue to him. Yeah. Um, so, um, what's the native tongue in Zimbabwe? Uh, so, we speak Shona. Um, uh, it's our own little language. We, it's if you like, if you, it's a little bit like Kosa a little bit. We have a little bit of twang. That's the that. one that still does the clicks, right? Some clicks. That's more Debele. We have that that in our okay. region too. Um, so it's like, but the Kosa is more. You get a lot of that in South Africa too. So you see, if you in South Africa, if you South African, you will have. A little bit, you know, some of our language, so it's like it kind of is that blend, you know. Okay, I mean? so when you got yelled at younger, did your mom still yell at you a native tongue? I mean, yeah, even now, <laughs> what you mean? Even <laughs> now, nah, yeah, still do. still do, even now. So, like, do you still understand all of it being in America so long? Yeah, so I understand. I started speaking when I was three, um, so that was like right when I came here. Okay, um, so are you fluent now as an no, adult? I don't speak really. I can, yeah, but I don't. It's okay. kind of like broken English, broken show. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it ain't fluent, but you understand what yeah. your mama and your daddy be saying. I know, I know what it. people can say. If, okay, but if they too quick, you know, like how we talk, we talk real quick. So yeah, a Spanish person, they gonna be like, they gonna say they Spanish real quick. Nigga, yeah, so it's like people won't if you you ain't gonna tap in, right? You know what I mean, if you don't, if you don't get it right away, like it's gonna take me a little minute to piece it all together, like context clues. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, okay. But yeah, but now it's cool. So had a clothing line, just trying to marry streetwear and African culture. Uh, if you go to my website, mufarltd.com, you'll see like it's a blend of African fabric. And streetwear, like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, yeah, hold on, my nigga on. had the mask out before he even before the mask was a thing. Yeah, I, I want to look that up right now. What'd you say it was again? Mufar Ltd. M U F A R O. You got a whole laptop right there. Ltd. Dot com. He got a whole laptop. It was on his phone. Hey, that's how it is down there. I know, right? It's so quick, like, but but so I had the clothing line. Right to the Facebook page. Did a couple shows. You know what I mean. And always bless the homies with like. I still got that picture. You know what I mean. That picture, that picture from your first show. Yeah. I still got that. I still got that. He did a raffle. um, Yeah. After that first show, and just like any other raffle, share it, comment or whatever it was, and like hella people 
how people had commented on it. And I ended up winning. So um, he gave me a picture. Somebody drew out a picture from a pose from one of the girls that was in a fashion show. Mm-hmm. And just put it in a frame for me. Like It was hanging up in my shit. I could probably pull it out right now. I want to put it down here, but you, I mean, as you see, I put all our family pictures up. Okay, cool. I'm trying to find out a place to put it, but yeah, I still got that. I still got that. Nah, B, he always been. I like that. Yeah, B, always been supporting since jump. Yeah, I noticed that, like, even before I knew who you was, I noticed he would always shout you out or or reference something or or share something that you created or was a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Supporting is free. Yeah, support yeah, support is free. Like, even if I would have never like, and like, I've gotten a couple free. Like this this shirt that I got on now, he just hooked us up. He hooked he hooked the the group up. You know what I'm saying? I but I've spent my money at his store. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But even on top of that, to support somebody, you don't have to spend money. Nah, just it, right, just, it don't cost nothing to shout somebody. It does. Out, man. Support is free. Yeah. If you want to spend your money, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool. Support is free. Yeah, and it'd be crazy. Like, I'll just be randomly on Facebook just looking and just all just scrolling down. This nigga done share some stuff for me, like, just of my stuff. I ain't even asked or nothing. I ain't even posted. You know what I mean? He just went on the page just shared something randomly. Like, so I always fuck with him heavy off of this. Yeah, that's my nigga, You know bro. what I mean? So. I'm, on your, I'm on your page right now, and I'm scrolling through this. This look dope, bro. Yeah. So I got that um, the city the city shirt. Have you scrolled past that yet? Uh, no, not yet. No, I'm at the warrior vest right now. I don't got the t-shirts on there no more. You ain't got oh, the shirt. Oh my yeah. god, I love that fucking shirt. That was my shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I know my brother didn't cop a couple things from you. For sure, yeah. Yep. Um, did my homie uh did my homie Mo ever buy anything from you? Soccer dude. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. dope, man. So yeah, that's super dope. And then, and then I had a baby. Congratulations. I mean? Yeah, hey, Nisi. Yes, Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, thank you. So then I kind of, the video started taking off. So <laughs> you had to, had to follow the money, you know what I mean? Had to follow the money. So started going crazy with my, my photography business, my production company. Um, and then just taking that, like, I'm really... I'm self-employed now. Yeah, that. that's dope. Myself. That's dope. That's super dope. Ain't no clock. Schedule, no clock. But man, it's hard as hell. Everything on your terms. Yeah, you I the mean, boss. That's dope. Yeah. How many contracts you got right now? Um, I got a couple. My main client is with CPS Athletics. So hmm. anything they do, video-wise, if you go to their YouTube page, all of their professional videos for the last three years. I'm Are done. you? You've so been with him for three, so you got a standard relationship with him. That's yeah, dope, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah round of applause. Definitely get a fucking round of applause for that one. CPS, anybody that lives in Cincinnati or in the Cincinnati area, anywhere close, know how big CPS is. So mm-hmm. CPS stands for Cincinnati Public Schools. Yeah, because in Chicago it's still CPS, and the mm-hmm. Chicago poverty, you got child protective, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah Cincinnati yeah. Public yeah. Service yeah. or Cincinnati, Cincinnati Public, Public Schools. School, yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah. Nah, you good? You good? Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I remember a couple years ago you did the uh, what's that big rivalry game? It's Taft and um, Taft and Hughes basketball. Yes, mm. and he did it. It was just a hype video. Like it wasn't even the actual game. 
It was just a hype video. That shit was so live, Like bro. a preview? Yes, bro. It was crazy. Like, he was sitting down. Like, I don't know. Like, anybody that's watched any type of production knows exactly what I'm saying. But to know that my homie was doing it for me, it was just different. It was like, I know the nigga behind that camera. Man. You know what I'm saying? On a personal level. Not like, oh, I just shouted. You know what I'm saying? I'm following him. Like, I know this nigga. Like, so, even from day one, like, I've been proud of this nigga. Like, because even when the clothing came, it was like, oh, shit, he got a clothing line. I'm copping something. And then the the video started taking off, and I was like, oh, shit. So, now, every time somebody asks me about anything, hit my boy. If you don't mind me asking before, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Um, you know, when I meet some girls, I tell them I'm 25. <laughs> I'm perfect. I'm perfect. But I'm uh, 33 right now. Young guy doing this, man. He, Bro. Young guy with his own two businesses, and they both dope. Y'all got to look on this website, MufarLTD.com. I've been scrolling through this ever since he's been talking or whatever. Me and Ever yeah. been scrolling through it, and dope. It, there's some dope shit on here. Like, yeah, no, man. no BS. Dope, high-quality merchandise. Yeah, yeah, man. So it's just been a grind, like, so definitely, so I've been crying once I had my daughter, you know, uh, I took a step away from that, so C3, so I haven't really dropped nothing really in three years, but within that time, you know what I mean, I just give people with some shirts or whatever. I haven't seen the prototypes. But, mm. yeah, always testing stuff out, you know what I mean? That next line gonna be so, dope as fuck. So, <laughs> I haven't seen the prototypes. Yeah, so I've been just, I was about to wear some stuff today, but I just came from a shoot or whatever, so... But I, Look I at this got, nigga. This nigga I, just came from making money. <laughs> I, got some, I, I do got some smalls, a couple smaller pieces. You got some car. mediums? So y'all, y'all can't Everett loves mediums. You can, yeah, let me get that. Let me get that. You can gift them off to the listeners or whatever. You know what I mean? So oh, I'll shit. bring them in. Y'all can gift them out. Oh, but, there you go. But yeah, Good looking out. We'll post that on... Uh, probably Facebook. That's probably where we get the most. Yeah, that's where we get the most. We traffic get the at. most interaction. Oh yeah. On so Facebook. we post it on Facebook. I post it on wherever. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna post them everywhere. Yeah, but, but we'll probably get the most traffic on. Facebook. We're gonna get the most traffic on Facebook. So um, once we get those, we will um, we will post those up. Let y'all know how many we have, and um, you know, if you want, if you want some Mufaro gear, yeah, hit us I'll, up. Yeah, y'all, y'all should really look that up, man. Like no, no bullshit. This yeah. I like that. So, um, I guess uh, to end that, um, you want to shout out, shout out your socials where everybody can find you. We got them for LTD.com for the clothing. Right. Where can they find you for the videos and your personal stuff if you want to get that out? Yeah, Mufar LTD. Uh, you got the website, um, the IG, Mufar LTD. Uh, my production company, MatoseVisuals.com. Uh, and then joy underscore mufar on ig you can look up those names on facebook too and uh you know what i mean don't add me per- no, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to add me personally i don't be adding people back unfortunately i'm gonna say i'm gonna be i'm gonna be you know be I'm gonna with it yeah. you know like, i ain't mean? gonna add you back <laughs> if you want to add me that's cool but <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna just keep it whining so but no nah, but no nah, i always love to support and i'm, I'm always cool with, with talking with anybody who hit me up people who want to get into uh, doing visuals, you know. What I mean, I'm always looking for interns. You know, I always bring people along. People. How many you got persons. right now? 
You still got the uh, one guy? I got my main assistant. Shout out to Vaughn, Rasta Vaughn. Uh, hey, I, I done seen some of your work, Rasta Vaughn, bro. I fuck with your shit, too. Yeah. So, I done seen a couple of uh, BTS shits. And these niggas be fucking backtracking, walking backwards, running, mm. shooting some shit. So, yeah, mm. these niggas is professionals. Nah. Yeah, Sound like so. it, man. Support that young king, man. Give that man sure, another sure. round of applause sure. for this. For sure. This is, man. I got some short films. Short films on the way. That's what, I'm, I'm, that's what I really want to get into, film work. Like, film work, so, yeah. That's what I really want to get to into what I'm working on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm on another, another podcast. I do shoot, I shoot podcasts for people, you know what I mean? That's another thing. You can come to our job. Our job can be a fucking movie. Bruh. <laughs> like the that's, that's a whole reality show right it there. It really man. is. It is. It's a reality that's show. A fact. That's, that's a fact. cool. So, um, we probably we, we probably gonna end up going off book a couple times today, but um, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that you said uh, while you were talking is um, you said African American. Now, um, I've had this conversation with a few people before. I don't identify as African-American because I look at it the way that they identify anything else. Mexican-Americans, Asians-Americans, it's usually people that were born in their native country and then migrated to America. And those are the people that are associated that way. Like, black people, they always put African-American on um, uh applications and all of that type of stuff when you go to the dmv is black or african-american but we're the only people that identify as african-americans when in my eyes we're not because we got robbed of our fucking culture and every damn thing else that's a fact we can go deeper on that on another day Mm. (laughs) that's a whole podcast that that, that should get me mad that's a whole podcast um so it, it landed me on my question what do you think as far as um, when people identify as African American, like, do you not necessarily feel some type of way, but does, like, where you stand on that? Because you are, in fact, an African American. Yeah, I mean, this is, like you said, this is a deep, 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 deep topic. Like, um, it really took me a while to really um, embrace my personal culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being um, young and coming here, like, I'm, I was trying to learn how to be black, you know what I mean? Right, learn how, how to, to be, be American. American, yeah. learn how to be African. Um, I remember this one time when I first experienced racism, you know what I mean? I was, that's that's when I really started tapping into being black, so it's going to kind of work into it. Like, I went in, I lived, used to live in Sailor Park. Um, I had a white best friend. And we would do everything together, like whatever, ride bikes, boom, 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 boom. So one time I went to his house, you know what I mean, to see if he was cool to come out. His dad, uh, his mom answered the door. His dad was on the couch. I could see him with, a, with like a Heineken, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and then his mom opened the door like, hey, hey, Joy, you know, what you want? You want Charles? And then his dad peeked over like, what does that nigger want? You know what I mean? Yo. And then I'm like, dang, like, wait. I only read this in the books, like, right. and scarcely read this in a book. Like, wait, this is for real. Racism really be happening. Nah, yep. So after that, that's when I started really embracing my, my blackness, you know what I mean? Um, but for me, like, I don't really see it as as that title being crazy, you know what I mean? I, I just identify it because, like, I'm really African, and then I'm really 
um, American as well. Yeah. So it's like, um, like I don't, I don't think I couldn't really explain that for y'all because it's more so. How do you? I haven't really been stripped of my culture to really feel a way about being called black, it, uh, singularly, a Negro singularly, or African American. So for me, I can't really. I feel like I can't really speak on it. But I started growing and learning and understanding, like the plight that you know we all go through. Right, as, right. As, as dark skinned people. Mm. So you had to experience that, bro. Yeah, for sure. That was wild, but yeah. E, where where you stand on that? Um. Well, I, my thoughts tend to kind of lean towards uh, the deeper end of it, which may not be the time for it. But um, I can understand. I mean, what you said, you had to learn how to be black. Do you feel like at times? that you like you were trying to fit in and it just failed do you think um if you did do that would you be better off being just better off being yourself or just who you are or was that so- not something that you were ready to do because you felt like kind of ostracized because i'm sure it's a different culture in your homeland versus mm-hmm. here i'm sure there's things that to keep it real things that are done here that you can't do there and vice versa mm-hmm. so just you know, I know that was like three questions, but <laughs> culturally, like um, any glaring differences or, you know. I mean, I think you we're called the diaspora people mm-hmm. from another country who come over, travel, whatever, whatever. But being in the diaspora, we learn to code switch. So okay. me personally, like I can be in any setting and really adapt to that setting so 50 in in part like i have this conversation with my sister all the time because we do the same thing like i remember she lives in new york i just had like business in new york and then she was on a work call we were talking you know we were just having a conversation and then boom she had she went on her zoom work and then she was a whole different person and then i'm just watching like dang like that's what I do all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever the setting is, like I can go around white people and be like, quote unquote white. You know what I mean? I could go around people, black people, be super black. I can go around my Africans and then have that African twang. Right. You know what I mean? Then I can go into business and be businessy. Then I can go, you know what I mean, in a party setting, boom, and just be a party. And then I could go around like people who I really mess with and be like, myself right right and and for me i think being part of the diaspora i don't really feel as that being like a problem or being fake or whatever just because that's how we have to be but at the same the time you got to understand code switching yeah and not really and like to the untrained ear or untrained eye or just the without trying to offend anybody the ignorant people mm-hmm Cold switching and being fake is two completely different things. Mm-hmm. Because okay. cold switching is, okay, I'm in a situation with this person, that person. When you talk to your boys, you not you talk to your boys different. When you go in a business office trying to conduct business, you can't go in there talking about, what's up, my nigga? Right. Well, yeah, what y'all niggas trying to get it? You can't do that shit in the boardroom. Right. 
that's cold. That's not being fake. I'm still me, yeah, and I'm not, still gonna give you all of me. You're not changing your character, right? You know, you but just, a lot of people confuse those right, two. Right. Like code switching is, in my eyes, anyway. A lot of people don't agree with it, but in my eyes, I feel like code switching is perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Like when I do, um, like the <laughs> not. I don't go often enough, but. When I do go to a house of worship, regardless of the religion, when I go to a house of worship, the way that I talk there is not the way that I talk at home. It's not the way that I talk to my homies. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's certain things that I'm just not going to go in there and say out of respect for that person's religion. You know what I'm saying? Just like when I go to somebody's house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you show respect. Yeah, you show a blanket respect. And to me, that's code switching. You can Mm -hmm. be who you are and Mm -hmm. still respect where you don't have to Right. I think you kind of get what it is. Yeah. You know, a lot of people feel like, well, you know, you should just be who you are and blah, blah, blah. And just in every situation, yeah, that's true. You can be who you are. But everything, there's a time and place for everything. You can't go up in the mosque. What up, niggas? (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't last in there. Right. You wouldn't last. Bobby, where you you stand on the whole African-American thing? Um. Well, um, me personally, um, it, I, I got kind of mixed feelings about it. I mean, like I, like I said earlier, like one of my, um, bucket trips is to, to Ghana. I want to, I want to go to Africa and learn my roots and all that. I yeah. mean, but I know like I was born in America, so it's like. I'm, I'm like wondering like if they look at me differently or whatever like that view me as an african-american or whatever or their version of it um but um I, I don't i don't i don't mind the term or whatever i don't see it as derogatory or anything like that i just don't self-identify with the n-word anymore and i try and i don't i don't call i don't call um my brothers and sisters the n-word anymore i can understand i mean <laughs> but now nah, but <laughs> but now nah, i don't um I, I don't have any um i don't have any like anger toward the term or anything like that right I mean, it, it it's cool with me i don't care I don't, I don't care about the term i know i'm i know i'm in america but i know my roots are african so it, it really don't matter to me as long as you don't call me the n-word i'm i'm cool i mean i know that I know that everybody's not like that, so uh, every yeah. once in a while, y'all still say it to me or whatever. And I kind of brush it off. I mean, it ain't, it don't get to me like on a personal level because I know y'all don't mean it like mm-hmm. in a derogatory way or whatever. That's right. just, I mean, it's just how you talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, and that's it's cool. Be- it's become, uh, it's become, you know, normal. Like a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. And it, and it was and it's not like it took me. It, it was just instantaneously. I just I just gave up the word. Kind of grew to it. Yeah, I had, I had to grow to that man. I've been trying. I still catch myself. I've been doing this since 2016. And I still have to catch myself every once in a while. That's how deep it is, indeed. Yeah, man. Almost. It's it's, it, it, nah, it, it's um it's embedded deep in us. You know what I mean, because we've been doing it all our lives. We still hear it in all our music, all on TV shows. Um, everywhere and it just everyday life and passing and all that so it's easy to have it get right back embedded in you because you hear it everywhere even when you're trying to get away from it it's like there's no getting away but um 
I'm not saying that to say like I'm holier than thou or anything like that. I mean, I'm yeah, just you just choose not to partake in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to do like better, you know, with me. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I can. What made you not want to, you know, what I mean, be identified as in it? That. That's a good question. Okay, so look. Um, that's a real good question. That's a real good question. Um, what what really? And I don't want. I don't know if I sound bandwagony when I say this, but but it's the truth. With the thing with um with Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. when they when they blackballed him, I mean we was already getting all the shootings and the police and all that other type of stuff. It was already messing with me, but then when they blackballed Kaepernick from the NFL, it was like something like something click. It kind of like real. It like really like made me angry. Mm-hmm. Like it really like made me feel like I really wanted to like. Not do something about it per se, but it was like I know there needs to be some type of change because that's when it really clicked to me. Like mm-hmm. I always knew that something wasn't right, but that's when it like got really like yeah. my mind switched. And then um, there was a guy um, at my job, and um, he approached me, and um, he he approached me and he said, "Hey, how you doing today, King?" And I liked that. Mm. I loved that. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it was good, King. And I, I've been, I haven't been doing it, but I've been trying to call people King and Queen ever since. But mm. ever since then, like, I, I was like, you know what? You need to, you need to start looking at yourself like a king. Like, you need to start addressing yourself as king, brother, sister. Because when you, when you address yourself as that, you hear it enough, you might start, you, you will start to emulate it eventually. Mm-hmm. Be you the need, change you want to see in the world. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, just, you know, just, just change me. And hopefully, I mean, I'm not, I'm not so vain as to think that I can be like a somebody who can change things or whatever but if i could reach somebody or even just get somebody to think about it for a second like if you you could just think about it for a second i think later on down the line you might get reminded of it and you know i mean it might spark something in you Mm -hmm. so if i could reach just one person or whatever i mean with my actions or whatever then i will be happy with that but the main thing is i'm just trying to change me because um my my kids are getting older and i don't want to um Past those bad habits that I had growing up down to them. Right. So, so yeah, that that's really what it was. Thanks for asking me that question. That was I a really good that. question, Mafaro. Yeah, I like that. That was nice. That was yeah. nice. I call girls queens when I'm trying to get some pussy, though. <laughs> 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 What's up, queen? <coughs> Excuse me. What you, what you got over there, queen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell, man. It be working sometimes. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I can see it. But I, 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 I tend to, um, I be calling girls queen every once in a while. But sometimes you could tell that they kind of look at me like I'm trying to flirt with them, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah so well, it kind of, it kind of, yeah, it kind of, it kind of defers you from doing that. But I'm like, I'm not trying to flirt. I'm just trying to change the way I address my brothers and sisters and be more patient with them and all that. Yeah. Yeah, like try but, to try to make yeah. you look differently about yourself. You ain't. I want to. I want to call you a bad B. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you, you're but, more than that. But at the same time, and I can say that without trying to get at you. Right. Go ahead. But at the same time, anything that you say to a woman can be conceived as flirting. Hey, yo, my my um my last ex taught me that something I did not know. Yeah. Like if you 
I'm the type of person. If y'all know me, y'all y'all know I kind. I'm I'm a nice guy. Right. I'm the type of person that can give you a compliment and just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah, and, and it just be that. Like I like that shirt. I like them shoes. I like the way you did your hair. Right. My last ex. You look nice today. Yeah, I can I can do that, and it just be that, and I don't, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing behind it. Yeah, you know I mean, just giving props where props is due. Yeah. My last ex told me that like when a woman hears that from a man, her mind automatically goes to he wants me. Yeah, and then it it did it made me think like yo no wonder like some of these girls looked at me like I just asked to put my fist in a booty hole or some (laughs) shit like they they gave me the nastiest looks when I'm like yo I like your hair like I'm just giving you a compliment I like how you put that together like or or I could I could say it to a man too and and some of them look at you as gay like you gotta do that whole pause game right I can just give you a compliment and just keep it moving my bad I don't mean to interrupt you it just don't work that way realistically I mean I kinda get it I mean you gotta figure at least for an attractive woman every dude since they was 13 been trying to put dick in them (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's can, true. Can, can you imagine how yeah. you would act if every woman just majority of women just wanted to fuck you for I start, years? Uh, it it you got be? to the point that I started prefacing it like, "Yo, I'm not trying to get your number, nothing like that." But I think I think you look nice today. I, I like how you I like how you put your outfit together. I don't I don't like yeah. that. I have to preface it though. <laughs> he got to preface it. Well, hold on. I'm not trying to offer you dicks. It's got but. it got to that point. It really got to that point because, like I said, they'll look at you like like you trying to. Trying to fuck, but it don't matter because I I have I'm not trying to fuck you into some pussy. <laughs> I have to, <laughs> I have to. Oh, bro, I have so it to. don't matter. But okay, so, okay, I can I can I, see that. Yeah, so I, I, I can to. I can see that I can see that too. Cause some, but some, nah, girl, ain't like that, right? I was just telling I mean, you how nice you look yeah, today. Cause that's just me. I'm chill. I'm a laid back dude, so I can we can watch a movie. Kind of like you saying, you can just be nice. You know what I mean? I'm just nice. Period. I'll be like, come over, let's. Cause I don't go to bars or nothing. Yeah, me So neither. me, when I'm trying to chill, I'm just trying to chill, whatever. Netflix so it could be chill. like it could be like we just chilling. So you, I could, I be a lot of times I be nice in my way into some pussy, chicken and dicking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I saw that B. I saw that. I saw where that came from. <laughs> How do we get on this tangent? Uh, it don't matter. Let's just keep going. <laughs> it don't matter at all. I, I took us somewhere else, man. My yeah, bad. But that's the that's the good. That's the what makes us great. Yeah. It's because we can still have these conversations and be off book. Like, yeah. it, tangents can be just as important as what we plan on talking about, as long yeah. as you have something interesting to say about it. Speaking Whether of, it be a joke or not. Speaking of interesting, um, speaking of interesting, B, um, what you left off on last week before we had to leave. Yeah. That was an interesting conversation, yeah, that bro. That heavy. was. Yeah, that was. That was. That was. It was I, getting heavy. I, I was into it, man. I was solid. We had to leave. Like, um, I, mean, I, I, I want to hear. I hear. I want to hear more about that, man. I want to hear the rest of what you were trying to say. You know what I mean, spicy. It's, yeah, as far as you yeah, know, I mean, problem with it. Fuck you. <laughs> come, yeah, I ain't even come, say all that. Come holler. Yeah, no, he, said, he, he said, come yeah. holler at me. We can talk about it. Like, yeah, I'm like, go slap the shit out of somebody. Right. Because I've been like, I got cigarettes. So I like to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm burning incense right now. I'm all around smoke all day, bitch. How about the one? <laughs> <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Where we started was uh, we got into interracial relationships at the end of was that last episode? That was, that was last that episode. Was. So episode six. At the end of episode six, we got into interracial relationships. Um, as I said at the end of that, my wife is white. Um, I'm gonna try not to get. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to get as hostile as I got last week. <laughs> 
But I mean, if you feel that way, let, I mean, this, this is a safe space, man. If you feel yeah, that way, let see, it out. I mean, you feel how you feel. Can't nobody blame you for that. That's if that fact. shit make you angry, then I mean, let that shit out. It do, but I'm, I'm also you got some hate in your heart, brother. Let it out. <laughs> it ain't even that. I'm smart enough to not have to go that far. All right, you know what I'm saying. I can still get my point across without yelling and screaming and inviting niggas to my hands and all that good <laughs> shit. Like, I didn't do any of that, but right. I'm intelligent enough to not have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? My whole life, I have been attracted to women. As far, like, as soon as I was, a, as soon as I started thinking about, like, girlfriends and shit. Yeah. I've always had a, not necessarily a white girl, but it was also, it was... I've dated the rainbow. Let's yeah. just say that. Okay. I've dated the rainbow. I've had Spanish girls. I've had yeah, a, a multi, multiple yeah. races of women. Multiple it races. Means multiple races of women, not the LGBT. The, yeah, yeah, the alphabet yeah, yeah. gang. So. Um. <laughs> this guy. What? Ain't English that a motherfucker? Do you? <laughs> well, um, ain't that another name for him? Ain't, ain't that ain't that what they go by though? Yeah, no, I mean LGBTQ, LGBTQ aka LGBTQ plus. Yeah, and don't they don't they also go by the alphabet game? No, that might have just been. Oh, that's just something I heard. Yeah, that might be. Okay, well, my bad, my bad. If that ain't if that ain't it, then my bad. I, I heard somebody like um calling the alphabet mafia. <laughs> What? I'm not trying to be funny. This you're is something I've legit heard. Yeah, now you're trying to get canceled. Like, like, oh, you're going to do it. Oh, oh yeah, you, you right. You know what I mean? Who <laughs> censored this it, nigga, man? It, it don't matter. It was something I heard. It was something I was asking. Yeah, it, don't, it ain't going to matter. I don't he think you canceled. He's still talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you ain't get the memo, Bobby. He keep digging. He keep digging. Like, goddamn. <laughs> We're trying right, to get I you bastard. I quit. <laughs> um, But no, like, I've always... Uh, as far as back as when I actually got interested in dating girls, like my my taste was never race specific. Right. It was just I like women, and that's all there was to it. And I was raised to be to accept everybody. Like there was never that conscious. You bet not bring a white girl home. Mm-hmm. Like. Knowing when my mother was born, I'm pretty sure she felt that way. Mm. By this point, me and my wife been together 13 years. Like, <laughs> me and my mom have had this conversation as well. So, I know there's no love lost between her and my wife. Or the rest of her family, for that matter. But, there was never um, a conscious conversation. Hey, you bet not bring no white. Like, that wasn't drilled into my head as a child. So, when I got to Dayton... It was fucking open game to me. Like, I just want a girlfriend. Like, I don't give a fuck what she looked like. Does she right. fuck with me? Right. Like, and I've had that. I've still to this day, like, I've always had that. So, I've been through the, oh, you're disrespecting your mom. You're disrespecting your ancestors. You're disrespecting this. You're disrespecting that. But and I'm then, like, how? That was always my question. Like, how am I disrespecting my mother? My mother raised me to give everybody respect, to treat everybody equal. I'm doing the exact thing that she taught me to do, and you're telling me that I'm disrespecting her because she's a black woman. 
that's not how my mindset works. The people who be saying that though usually like they outside looking in, don't really know like what's going on. Well, yeah, that. and then those are also the people that. Not all the time, but those are also people that were drilled in very early. You bet not bring a white girl home. You bet not bring a white girl home. Right. Some people, that was drilled into their heads. Right. And then when they do get to a point where it's like, oh, well, fuck what my family talk about. I'm going to try to date a white girl. And then they're met with some type of resistance. It's like, oh, I don't know if I could deal with that a day in and day out. And it's not day in and day out. Mm-hmm. It's very sparing. It's very, it's not, it's not a day in, day out thing. It's just like racism. Racism is a day in, day out thing, yeah. but you don't deal with racism every single day. Right. That's the exact, it's the exact same thing. Obviously, the, how important racism is versus interracial relationships. Yes, they go hand in hand because nine times out of 10, it involves black and white, at least in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will go hand in hand. My wife has been fucking pulled over with me in the fucking car. And they look at her. Oh, you married to a nigga. So we going to go ahead and treat you like you a nigga. My son. Y'all seen my son. Yeah. My son is 5'10". When that nigga's in the car with me, that's a grown fucking man. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of him being biracial. That's a grown fucking man. Mm-hmm. So all of the shit that comes with being black in America, my family has experienced it. Therefore, their outlook on shit is different from anybody else's. Right. Like, when they talk about allies, my my wife and my wife's family are allies. Because my mother-in-law has never... Hell, my mother-in-law was damn near a fucking orphanage for little black kids in the hood that didn't have nowhere else to go. Or they was just coming to kick it with their friends and they would just spend the night. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My brother, my my wife and my brother-in-law and they sisters, they grew up in the hood. So most of their friends were black. So when my brother-in-law was out with his friends, he was getting laid on the fucking pavement right along with the black guys. Mm-hmm. So they might have they might have experienced a smaller piece of racism than we get as black people. But they still experience some type of racism because they're hanging with black people. Not even because I'm black. I'm just hanging with a black guy. So I get the same shit. But anyway, let's get back on the point. Interracial relationships. I refuse to believe that I'm not supposed to marry, date who I want to marry and date. Just because of the color, just because of, the color of their skin. Yes, I know the history. Yes, I know the bullshit that happened. Yes, I know about civil rights. Yes, I know about the bullshit that's going on now. But when somebody comes to you, just if you just meet a girl, you know who probably never has to deal with this type of shit? Who? Blind people. Hmm. Blind people can judge you off of you. The outside world may be able to influence them, but if it's just you and a blind person in front of you, they're going to judge you for you. Right. Because they don't know what fucking color you are. They're going to judge you for you. Mm-hmm. That's the way I live my whole life. However you are when I meet you, that's how I'm going to treat you. And it's always been that way with women. I just happened to fall in love with a white girl and marry her and have kids by her. It was never a conscious decision like, oh, I'm going to go get me a white girl. 
fuck that, I'm gonna go get like those type of those type of black men. I'm cool on them. The ones that openly black women are difficult. Black women the are ones, this. The ones that like kind of yeah. Black women and the and the, like the stereotype. Yeah. The stereotype of interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. That shit don't fit what we do. And y'all all know my wife, so y'all know that shit don't fit what we do. Yeah. We are not a stereotypical interracial relationship. So when people come to me with that stereotypical shit, it's just like being stereotyped as a black man in America. Oh, you loud, you boisterous, you think you better than everybody, you think you top of the totem pole, you think you can do whatever you want whenever you want. Like, all of that shit comes with that. So, the same way that people get stereotyped with whatever life that they're living, we get stereotyped because we're a black and white couple. Like, people see me and they see my locks, and they see my African pendant, and they see me wearing his fucking clothes, and they look at her like, what kind of, is? are you sure... How did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> real shit. Because my wife ain't real. Like, she's also not that stereotypical hood white girl. Mm-hmm. She don't want to wear J's all the fucking time. <laughs> she don't want to get her hair braided. Mm-hmm. She ain't wearing French tips all the motherfucking Yeah, all that stereotypical white girl hood shit that you hear about, my wife doesn't fit any of those stereotypes. So when people see us together, it throws them even more for a loop. Like, I got a story, um, it was actually funny, because a black girl said it to her, um, it was at, um, her previous job, so, they met her, couple months, whatever, I come in to bring her lunch, or whatever the fuck I went to her job for, I got on my Africa pendant, I got on my Mufaro gear, I got my locks, I go in, I talk to him, everybody real nice, speak, all that shit. I leave, my wife come home, she was like, hey, such and such looked at me when you left and was like, I didn't expect that to be the type of black guy that you would be with. Damn. She was like, well, what do so you mean, yeah, that type of black guy? Say, what that mean? Yeah. And that's what my wife asked, like, what What do you mean? She was like, well, he's, you know, he's got locks, he's got Africa pendant, like, he's she was expecting a nerdy-ass white, or nerdy-ass black dude. Because my wife ain't a stereotypically hood white girl. Right. So they was just expecting some guy in khakis and a nice button up and <laughs> got the round glasses. Fine, and they was expecting the Carlton. Yeah. And it fucked me up. Because we get that type of shit all the time. We get looks all the time. Mm-hmm. It just fucks me up that the same problems that we have with white people looking at us and assuming shit I have that same problem with people looking at me and my wife and assuming that either I'm taking advantage of her or she's taking advantage of me or I'm beating her ass or like there's so many stereotypes with interracial relationships that you can tell from a look. Just like when you see a a, a white man or a white woman outside and they looking at you, but you can tell what each different look mean. Yeah. Like, I know you're looking at me like you think I'm about to go in your purse. <laughs> I know you're looking at me because you think I'm about to break in your car. I know you're looking at me like I probably don't belong on this block. Like, I know what those looks mean. Yeah. And this far in our relationship, I know what every single one of those looks mean. And it, it fucks me up. Because people just sit around and they they make assumptions on shit and just think that, well... My grandma would never, my mom would never, my dad would never. I definitely don't think that my mom would ever date a white guy. Mm -hmm. But she was also born in the 60s. She was born in the fucking 80s. You think it's 
kind of like stemming from protection. Like you kind of mentioned yeah. it a little bit. So more so them saying don't marry a, or get with a white person or whatever. Is it more so because of not necessarily the like, stories? Yeah, the yeah. stories. You hear all of the horror stories. And I think that's where it comes from in, in some sense. Like, initially, I think that's where the worry came from, mm-hmm. especially with the older generation. I think that's where the worry comes from is, okay, you didn't see what the fuck I saw. It comes from a good place. Yeah, it does. And that's why I never, like like I said, me and my mom have had this conversation. And I've never faulted my mom for having that opinion. You can't, really. Right. You so, can't. anybody that does, that's cool. If you want to feel that way about your mom, that's cool. Me and my mom were able to talk through it. And me tell her, Mama, you raised the same thing I said at the beginning. You raised me to be loving to everybody. You didn't minimize you didn't minimize it to be nice to black people or love black people, respect black people. Mm-hmm. You said respect everybody for who they was. Mm-hmm. So when we had that conversation, she understood where I was coming from, where she was still I was born in the sixties. And the stories that I heard, I wouldn't even repeat to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it does come from a, I, at least I, I can't say it does for sure, but that's where I think it comes from. Is especially most of our parents were born anywhere from. If you got older parents, I would say the 40s. If you got younger parents, I would say the early 30s or the early 70s. I mean, <laughs> but you got to think throughout that time they was going through some shit. Yeah, yeah. So I get where the worry comes from, but now. From where we've been and seeing what we've went through and with it not necessarily being quiet, but us not being privy to all the bullshit that's been going on in the world from the 80s up until, what, 2006 or seven when the first video came, video phone came out. They weren't, we didn't have as much access as them. It wasn't happening rampant in the streets. It was few and far between. They weren't reporting on it on the TV unless it was a big major case. Mm -hmm. Like, or something happened in our city. Like, you got the Timothy Thomas stuff that happened in the city. But it was never, you didn't hear that many stories with us coming up as far as a black man and a white woman and her fucking him over or him fucking her over. We didn't get those type of stories when we was growing up. So we didn't think nothing of it. And the majority of our generation was was raised with that type of tolerance of, I don't give a fuck. Like, you want to be misogynistic? It was, do she got a pussy? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. All right, then. <laughs> and that's, I mean, and really, like, as ignorant as that sounds today, that's how I lived my life for a while. Like, she got a vagina? Pussy's pussy. Yeah. She got a vagina? Oh, okay, I want it then. I don't give a fuck what color she is. Does it have a pussy? No, not it. (laughs) Nah, you changing you changing it. You changing it. (laughs) But yeah, man, it it just what I don't know, man. It's it's a touchy subject for me. Just as touchy as you know the way I feel about black people. For me. Because that's my personal... It's my personal life. Mm-hmm. So every time you get to something in my personal life, I'm going to feel strongly about it. And that's where that you know hostility came from last week. Um, but yeah, it wasn't nothing like... Now, where I'm at in my life, 
don't nobody fuck with me about it. Like, I get less and less heat for it now. Even from people I don't know. Because we carry ourselves like a couple. Right. We don't carry ourselves like we don't know each other. So when people see us out together, they just, mm-hmm. oh, they're a couple. Like, we, I mean, we still get side looks and shit, but all the looks we get be from old people. Yeah. Well, they on their way. They on their way out. Yeah. Way, so it, it be people in like their sixties and seventies that look yeah. at us crazy like that. Now. It don't be young people. Young people don't look at us crazy. I mean, I get a comment here and there uh-huh. from you know a, a black woman around my age, but the the thing that when I'm when I'm being an asshole, especially if it's a, a girl that I know. And they try to pull some bullshit like that. When I'm trying to be an asshole, I'm like, hey, um, you got a husband? You don't? Okay. You got a boyfriend? Oh, you don't? Oh, well, I got a wife. Hmm. And don't speak about her. Because what the fuck we do ain't got shit to do with you. Go find you a man and you can talk to him about this shit. Don't comment on my life. Don't comment on my wife. Big talk. Period. Like we can have the we can have an intelligent conversation, but if the first thing that come out your mouth when you have a problem with me dating a white woman is why you can't date a black woman, why you ain't got no husband? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, cause you older than me. Now you're not coming from a, a, yeah. a good faith standpoint. Yeah, because now you're not you're not coming to me to talk or being pure about it. You're coming to be just you're coming to be disrespectful, and judgmental. Yeah. yeah. You're blatantly coming to be disrespectful. So if you're going to be disrespectful, I'm going to disrespect you back. Yeah. I can't marry a black woman because I'm married to a white woman. And she is the love of my fucking life. That's why I can't marry a black woman. Because I'm already fucking married. <laughs> <laughs> is that enough answer for you? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid motherfuckers. Yeah, man. They get on my nerves, God man. Damn, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... I know, I know me and Everett have had this conversation before. Like, Bobby, you ever dated a white girl? Uh, One time, but I don't think it counts. I was 16, and it didn't last long. It really didn't even last, like, for real. Like, I, I, ain't got no, I ain't got no problems with, you know, dating outside my race or whatever. Just every, like, besides old girl, every, every girl I ever dated was black. Yeah. Not because I don't like other races or anything like that. It was just, you know who I connected with, you yeah. know, so, I mean, you connect with who you connect with, and then I didn't really see, a, I didn't really see a whole lot of white people, like, I mean, not see them, but I wasn't around them. You didn't interact with a lot of white yeah, people. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like, often enough, yeah. to, I mean. To and, unfortunately, like, the, these words kind of coexist together, but my mom kept us in nice neighborhoods. Mm. Nice neighborhoods in the 90s and early 2000s usually meant white neighborhoods. Yeah. I was around a lot of white people. I went to traditionally white schools until I got to high school. Like, well, no, before I went to high school, when I went to, uh, well, I got kicked out of, uh, I ended up going to Walnut for about a year and I couldn't pass Latin. Um, but Walnut, like, Walnut is where, like, I got there and I was like, damn, I really just like women. Because <laughs> if you ever been to Walnut or, you know, when you were in school, you've seen Walnut. Mm-hmm. Every nationality is there. Every race is there. I just liked women. That's when I found out that it wasn't me. I just liked women. It wasn't men. Yeah, like it was. It was everybody. So I just liked women. Once I realized that, and then I went straight from there to uh, Jacob Center in a T. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? It wasn't number niggas at that school. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was, and then I went straight from one extreme to the next. So when I got to Jacob Center, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely just like women. Like, that's when I fell in, like, now I will give it up to that. That's when I started falling in love with all different type of black women. Because mm-hmm. there was only a certain few type of black women I seen on a regular basis. They was usually family or they lived on my street. Mm-hmm. And they was professional and they went out. That's when I start seeing hood black girls. That's when I start seeing girls that's been getting it out the mud since their parents was getting it out the mud, or mm-hmm. you know, pops in jail for doing this or that, or moms is strung out for doing this or that. Like that's when I start seeing like the real black people in the world. Yeah, was Jacob Center, and then after that, I went to West High. We got the West High. It was, West High, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was what maybe it might have been what. Our graduating class was what, like 300? Mm. It might have been 50 white people. Mm. Maybe. So, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I wasn't around black women. I dated black women in high school. I just fell in love with a white one. Like, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was never all. a conscious thing. It was just what I was around from a young age until I hit Jacob Center was mostly white girls. White people. Not even white girls. White people. So, my first inclination of women, as far as when I got to old enough to be like, oh, yeah, I want a real girlfriend, it was a white girl because that had all I had been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then I got to Jacob Center. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I need me a sister. I need me a sister. And, you know, not every relationship works out. Right. And hell, I wasn't even in school when I met my wife. So, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, it, you know. Mufaro, yeah, I, I think this is I think this is like a double edged question for you. It's a little, it's it's a deeper. As a foreigner, it's definitely like the levels to it. But I definitely got some good hair from some white girls. <laughs> um, but now as foreigners, like we, we oh, he's got to come back every week. <laughs> we we look at things. Man, that's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> we look at things differently. It, it, it's crazy, but my, my so to prep well, my brother he has a, a I don't want to put your stuff out there, but he has a white girl. He's been talking to white girls his whole life. I have different cousins who've been married to white people, um, but then as foreigners, you we normally you always want to. It's more so like I don't know. It's, it's like that royalty type of. Preserving your culture. Type yeah, shit. preserve your culture. Stay with your, your Africans or some people from your tribe. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's more so that kind of viewpoint um, in the root of it. But then as diasporans, like, we we get to now... Ex- expansion leads to exposure, and exposure leads to growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then with, with that expansion, traveling, being all over the world, you, you're going to be able... You're going to fall in love and love different stuff you know what i mean yeah. like we don't just eat african food we don't just right. you know dress in african garment you know what i mean so that expansion and that exposure leads you to understand and realize that you know there's no monoclific way to view things you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can really love who you love and do what you do and then on another end like i'm you know i'm religious you know what i mean i uh, so there's that different viewpoint as well but I also see myself as you know on a different aspect of that like I don't beef with you know the alphabet community 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut now, man. I don't beef with them, so it's, it's all about you know you you gonna love who you love and you are gonna be joined with convos the person who's supposed to judge. Mm. So it's like that's how I view it in the long in the long view of things. But yeah, I definitely had my fair share of white girls back in the day. But <laughs> now I think you know what I mean I like you know I, I'm I'm I guess I'm more so drawn towards you know my mm, black women. Cause you know I've been exposed to it, but it's it's all like like Bobby was saying like if you if that's all you see, that's like yeah. all you're gonna know to yeah, be right. be around. So it's like yeah. just having that exposure and that expansion is like it's like big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. E. <sighs> Hold on. I know E gonna give us one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All three boys respected it. Like like Brandon said, me and him have had this conversation a bunch of times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me, I've never actually dated a white woman. Uh, I'm shocked. Well, story time, guys. Another round. I know this story. Story time. I know this story. (laughs) Went on one date with a white woman uh, from the job. This, This was... Probably 16, 17 years ago. Oh, okay. Um, when he was 30. Category. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Cool white chick from the job. She was super cool. She's, you know. Hey, we should go out sometime. Uh huh. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> okay. All right. English motherfucker, do you? <laughs> <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, cool. So we go to the movies. Okay. Now, uh, if anybody can remember when uh, Kenwood Mall used to have a uh, movie theater in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's that across the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, first off, before we go to the movie, we are walking through the mall in the looks that I was getting. Yeah. It's like, fam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I, no. ran into, <laughs> I ran into a guy that I knew, and he was looking at me funny, like, yeah. And I'm like, damn, for real. So you realize here it is. No, 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 not yet, not yet. So we go into the movie, movie thick, super thick, movie thick, gotta be thick. Now, I like the joke. This was the universe. Telling me I wasn't supposed to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the only seats are available are right in front of like four or five black chicks. Damn. Yeah. It was like some movie shit. <laughs> and I'm like, and of course she's like, well, you know, there's there's seats right there. Let's just go sit there. <laughs> All right. I go sit down, and for two hours, all I heard was sneak dissing mm, and little mm, comments mm. from the chicks in the back. I, it was so uncomfortable. I mean, it was, mm, they be selling out here. Mm. <laughs> she can have her. Yeah. Now, I didn't got those comments. That a chick too. that I'm with, and I felt so bad because she was cool. You know, she got to feeding me popcorn, and oh, God. Mm. Here it is, just <clears throat> all kind of beatbox. Single, single women though. Oh, I, I don't know, but at the time, 
they was there, they was there with girls, right? <laughs> Regardless of color, nigga, they was there with girls. They weren't there with their man. <laughs> that makes sense now. Yeah, it does. That makes sense now. <laughs> However, looking back, you know, I'm eighteen, nineteen. I'm like, oh, is this what comes with this? Oh, I want no parts of this. It is this. Oh, I see. This comes with shit that I'm not prepared to deal with. <laughs> like. So do you think now, um, and I now being started spinning her after that? It's wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rachel. Damn, you gonna shout her name? Yeah, out? yeah, Rachel. Shout out, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> Damn. If you wonder why I was real short, that's why. <laughs> and I was always busy. He was not. He was not. <laughs> he was not mature enough to deal with what came with it. Yeah. But I understand that because I've been through that same thing. Um, but my question. Is do you think now, um, now that you're older and more mature and able to process your thoughts and all that other stuff, do you think that if a white girl came along and you found interest in her, that you would be okay, for lack of better words, being seen in public with her? Like, if you were attracted to her, y'all got a good vibe, and you're like, all right, let's go on a date. Like, would you still, would you still feel that, uh, insecurity of being with a white woman let me backtrack a little bit but i'm going to answer your question see coming (laughs) up for me it was there wasn't this covert hey you don't you don't date white women you better leave them white women alone now it wasn't overt it was very subtle in some ways like uh, I, i can't explain it but it was just like i just knew like, you know, just having conversations with my dad about certain things that he's seen, um, certain schools that they told me I couldn't go to. Um, it was just a whole different experience. Uh, so it's kind of like I just knew I wasn't supposed to be a. I won't say I wasn't supposed to do that, but it was just kind of known. Like, you know, Malcolm X, it just came out. You know, I was looking into uh, Islam and, uh, you know, some of the things from uh, Louis Farrakhan, Honorable Louis Farrakhan. Um, you know, it's hard to reconcile that. And and then, oh, God, get into history. Ooh, yeah. That's, it, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to fall in love with one of them? It's, yeah. It's just, uh, you sure? You sure? <laughs> Sure. Because <laughs> then it's Emmett Till. What happened? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, ooh. But yeah. then the, the, uh. the way I. You make that a drop. <laughs> <laughs> the way I equate it, um, again, like I said, to me, they're, you know, uh, they're parallel. I'm not, I wouldn't say they're similar. But, but my parents never told me, don't do it. Like, yeah. like yo, mom. Don't like catch his gun like Yeah. It was it was not a not a direct kinda like you said. It wasn't direct. But I knew she felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. What's understood don't need to be explained. There you go. It Um, wasn't explicitly stated, but just I mean, like I said, like for me, racism and interracial relationships kinda run parallel. They're not similar because being a black man or black person in America, you deal with so much different shit than you deal with interracial relationships. But where I think they intersect is pretty much that where you talk about like history and stuff where you said, 
I'm supposed to do that or like and thinking about history and thinking about all that shit for me that's where I equated to that's how white people evil white people looked at black people is uh, we supposed to make them equal uh, uh, yeah like you sure about that yeah like that's where I equate them cause it's like yeah if you go through history nobody should be doing anything like if you go through history we shouldn't be here they shouldn't be here there, there's a lot of things that could be rectified if you look through history and base your 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 um if you base your decisions on history because if you base your decisions on history, then you can't grow as a person. That's fact. Because if you fact. if you looking just in your past and you're like the shit that you was doing at 20, 25 years old, that's something like the roach story. You had a threesome with a roach. <laughs> First like, of all, I didn't die <laughs> directly, but kinda. Shout out to the thick roaches. Thick roach. That roach had that ass. Everybody on that roach back out. Th- but that's the nice. type of that's the type of thing I think about, like. Look at current history. You know what I'm saying? Ten years ago, the stuff that you was getting off, you wouldn't even yeah, yeah. think about trying Absolutely to get that shit off right not. now. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's kind of where I equate it because it's like we all went through that. You know what I'm saying? But to circle back to answer your question, only very, very recently have I even begun to open myself up to the possibility of that. Okay. And even then, I still go back and forth like, whew. Ooh, so like, do you think like, it's like more there's things that's going to come with it? I mean, there's differences, there's cultural differences. There's, right. There's, you, you know, how will if I were to have children, what am I going to tell them? The truth. I struggle with that for a while. I struggle with that for a while. Like how am but... I going to tell them to guide? Also, there's this coming up. I gotta be honest. The types of dudes I saw with white women yeah. were fucking corny. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what that's what you. That's mean? another one of those stereotypes. Become, like you. It was always like, a corny like, dude. Like oh yeah. Like oh god. Like oh. well yeah. And then you know when it's we like, was in high school, it was always like even if he was a cool, you know what I'm saying, quote unquote cool black dude, it was a fat white girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was yeah. never like the baddest white girl in a bunch. It was always like a fat girl. And, you know, now, grown man, who cares if she's fat? But that was the stereotype. So, even the cool black dudes was getting white girls that everybody wasn't attracted to. Uh You know what I'm saying? And then they got the whole, who was, that was Eddie Griffin. Um, he did one of his specials and he was like, you know, when black dudes go get a girl, he get the ugliest white girl (laughs) that he can find. He was like, now, when sisters... When white boy get a sister, he get the baddest sister that you've ever seen yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. And it, it struck, like, it, when I first heard it, obviously I laughed because it's funny. Yeah. Because yeah. the stereotype, that it's is how the stereotype is. It's rooted in some truth. It is. Every joke is rooted in truth. Every time you see a white boy with a black girl, that girl is nine times out of ten visually appealing to most people. It's not the same the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, the reason for that goes back to previous conversations we've had. Men get what they get. Women choose what they get. 
It's always left up to the woman. One, because men aren't value, men aren't taught to value themselves, value that's their body, all that fact. shit. That's a fact. We don't teach our young men that. So that's where it starts. Women are always taught to value their bodies. Therefore, women have always been the choosers. Mm. Never the chosen. They're always the choosers. Uh, it's a little bit of both. But, but So the way you're presented is that men just kind of settle and women kind of choose. Yeah. And, you know, not as... Not as bad as that sounds, but yeah, that, that, that's it sounds true. horrible. Cause it, I, it's the truth. It's yeah, the truth is horrible. Cause women get to make the decisions. Yeah, yeah. it comes down to it comes down to a woman making a decision on what's what's gonna happen. They're the gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah. they really are. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's, um, we ain't hit a whole bunch of shit. Fuck it, at all. And ever got to go back to work? Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um. So. Um, let's, we can't do poetry again. Y'all want to do black business? Yeah. Can we do, can we do black business in five minutes? Yeah, we can check that out. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. We'll start with me. Okay. Um, my boy, um, I don't even know if y'all know him, but he worked at the job with us. Um, Cliff, my boy, Clifford Roseberry. I saw that. That's dope. Bro, yeah. it's dope as fuck, man. So, he started a clothing line. And um, for his rollout, he got him an old school bus and had it painted. And then um, put his clothes inside. So, it's a mobile clothing store. Mm. So, um, he actually, I actually reached out to him and told him that I wanted to shout him out. So, first off, shout out Cliff. Um, we didn't already had our conversation, bro. I fucks with you. Um, so he actually gave me something to actually read on the podcast. Okay. Um, so it says, hi, I'm Clifford Roseberry, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I've been misunderstood my whole life. And here in Cincinnati, we have a reputation of being crazy, which is facts. Um, but in all actuality, we're just misunderstood. So... That is basically his bio. And then it goes into, are you misunderstood? Do you feel caged? If so, this is where you need to be. O-S-M-I-C-F, which is the name of his clothing line, stands for One Simple Misunderstood Individual Caged Fighting. So, no, we don't mean a cage fighter, but someone battling their inner self. No one quite understands you, but that's but you. And that's all that matters. Don't fight about who you want to be or say what you want to say. Just do it. Let's let OSMICF be your way out of the cage. So, um, I really like legit. I like, I seen his, like, I seen his, you know, clothes and all of that stuff. And, you know, I already thought it was dope, but this shit, like, this shit alone, bro, just kind of, it, it threw me. Like, I was ready. Oh, yeah, with the, with the yeah, bus. The bus concept. Yeah, yeah bro. Like, yeah, that's it's super dope. different and just super creative. I saw inside, you know, it was uh, spray head. Yeah, look at that artwork on it. Yeah, the artwork yeah. on the side of the inside bus. Inside and out. In, yeah, outside and outside. That's that's dope. I mean, right. just the idea is different. Bro, inside. Just the too. idea of putting your clothes on a bus and driving it all over the city. Man. I'm not rooted anywhere, nigga. I could be wherever you need me to be. Facts. All right, you need me to pull up? All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is so dope, bro. Like, and his clothes is dope at that. I like that. Like, I know Swayze did the, you know what I'm saying? He did a shoot for him. Mm-hmm. 
that couple that, months oh, ago. That's right. That was yeah. him. So, you know, I'll be reaching out to you here soon, Cliff, because uh, I definitely got to get some of that merch. Um, definitely. So, definitely. O-S-M-I-C-F. Um, Clifford Raspberry on Facebook. Uh, I'm not sure if he has um, a clothing page. Huh? Say raspberry or roseberry? Roseberry. You said raspberry. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Clifford Roseberry on Facebook. Um, I don't know if he has his uh, clothing. I don't know if he has a clothing site set up or not, but I know all the information is on his Facebook. So reach out to him. Grab some gear. All right. Um, I can go. Um, today I'm going to shout out a woman by the name of um, Mary Phillips. Um, I'm going to shout out her business. She has a bakery. It's called All That In More Cakes and Dipped Treats. And she does, um, she does cakes. Uh, she like does like muffins and stuff for the mornings and all that. She does like, um, stuff for events, things like that. Um, she, she, um, sent the donuts and all that stuff yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Oh, okay, yeah, that, okay. that was her. Yeah, yeah, she sent the cookies and all that. Yeah. So she does pastries, baked treats, um, like she does birthday parties, weddings, all, any type of event you can name. Like she, she does all that. And I mean, she's pretty dope. So, um, shout out to her. Uh, her, the address to the um, to the bakery is Four Endicott. That's E N D I C O T T Street, Cincinnati, Ohio, four five two one eight. The phone number is five one three eight three two two zero eight eight. And if you want to look at the website, the website is all that in the letter in morecakes.com. All right, that's it for me. All right, E. You might have to speed through yours so you can get out of there. Yo, that's why I kind of sped through mine. (laughs) Yo, real quick. Shouts out to my boy Wade. Wade is my barber. Goes by Wade the barber. Keeps me fresh. And, uh,. Yeah. Hey. What up, Wade? Yeah. Uh, not only is he a great barber, he's a super solid individual. Just stands on his word and just Dope. an all-around good dude. Um, does a lot for the community. Um, he also has a uh, a hair salon and recently started a uh, groundskeeping uh, service. So, uh, shouts out to Wade. You can holler at him at 6647 Montgomery Road. Normal Convos Pod. Mm. Farrell, you got anybody? Yeah, I want to shout out the uh, this girl named Little Barber, L Y T T L E underscore Barber. Yeah, she do a lot of work. She 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 look good too. Um, <laughs> so just shout out to her. Uh, she she got some some exotic cut services, you know. So if you want to get cut with somebody who look good and who's like thick, and you know what I mean. <laughs> Who just look fire while you getting cut? Hit her up, yeah, little mama. That's that's her IG. I can't go there. <laughs> yeah, not not for the people in the relationship. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> uh, but yeah, we gonna close this. Uh, let ever get up out of here. Um, remember, every conversation that's normal is not a normal conversation. Um, elevation. I'm sorry. Education is elevation. Um, what Self, am I missing? Self improvement is always the key. Self improvement is the key, of course. Um, Bobby, am I missing anything? Uh, not that I know. Anime of. and video oh, games. Yeah, anime and video games of life, of course. Um, 
again, um, we want to thank our um, we want to thank our guest Mufaro for coming through. Another round of applause for that man. Definitely another round for of applause sure, for man. Yeah. coming through, bro. Yeah, thank yeah, you for sure. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, so we gonna. Um, um, Shout out all the thick women, skinny chicks, uh, white girls who get good top. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the thick roaches. <laughs> we got to gotta bring Mufaro back. Shout bro. out to the thick roaches. Shout out to the we thick need to roaches. figure out. We need to figure out how to do. So we got something coming. It ain't gonna be for a while, and I ain't gonna tell y'all what it is. But um, I think, um, like we've done before, we make decisions on the pod. Yeah. I think we should make that decision now. But I was thinking for our big event, um, we should just try to get all of our guests at the same time huh. and throw them all up there. And we just have everybody. I don't know how we gonna make it work, but I, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think we. I think we should try to do that. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. And y'all ain't gonna know about it until it happens. So. Right, y'all just kind of heard that for no reason, but we love y'all, and um, thanks for tuning in every week. Yeah, yes. for sure. Thanks Once for again, rocking with us. If y'all got any comments or uh, suggestions, topic suggestions, let oh, us yeah. know on the page. Normal convos pod on damn near everything. There might be an underscore one or two of them. Yeah. Um, normal convos pod at gmail. If y'all want to send anything, um, there's a whole bunch of shit that we didn't even get to that came through that, and I ain't even had to throw no curveballs today, which means we got through this <laughs> shit and did exactly what we were supposed to. So, we're going to let Ever go. We're going to get out of here. And again, we love y'all. We will see y'all next week. Y'all enjoy hump day. All right, yo. Normal convos pod. Mm. Peace. <laughs>